podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one Two, of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the JRE Review. Thanks for tuning in. Joined, as always, my uh, co-companion podcaster, George. How you doing, bud? George Gentan, just put my name, please, under the podcast in the description. George Gentan, you got my it, website. brother. I'll add it. I'll add that. No problem. Thanks, thanks bro. Because I, I earned it. You what? This is the I earned it. This is the third show that we're doing together. Or <laughs> that's true. You earned it, man. I'll put you on there. <laughs> the fourth. I'll put you on there. All right, we got some good podcasts this week. A uh, big one. Elon Musk was on for the second time. Fantastic. Definitely my favorite podcast of the week. Um, just super interesting, uh, and there's so much going on in the world right now. It's really interesting to get his um, kind of opinion and feedback on it all. And uh, and then we also have uh, Tony Hitchcliffe one. There were a couple of others, but we're going to focus on those two today. And uh, yeah, let's get started with Elon Musk, 1470. Elon did not smoke weed this time. Uh, maybe he got in too much trouble last time and decided not to. But, I'm gonna uh, do it for him now. Okay, you do it now. He just had a kid, um, and he named his kid some weird name with like an X A E something twelve. I don't know. I don't know how to say it either. Kind of sounds like he didn't know how to pronounce his kid's name. After uh, the rocket. Named after like a spaceship or something. Yeah. We're talking about. Yeah. After the rocket. So when it's gonna be his son? His, do- his son or the daughter? I don't know. What Uh-oh. do you have? Sounds like we a boy's name. <laughs> we don't know the gender. Whatever. I, I think it was a boy. I think it was boy. a boy. Anyway. Extra, yeah, what do you four. think about weird names like that? I mean, that's a bit out there. I mean, he's an eccentric guy, but that's that's a very odd thing to do. It's Hollywood. That's what Hollywood it's people Hollywood. do. It's Hollywood. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. I named my yeah. daughter I, Lana. So why why did I choose Lana? It's something. It's gotta be Hollywood, you know. It sounds. It is not like uh, what's a regular girl name, like most used. Susie. Yeah, something. I choose something like more, like too pretentious. Say. Oh, you did that on purpose. Probably in my mind, I was right. twenty. Yeah. So he did the same thing, I guess, with technology. Like he has SpaceX, and he said, "My son is gonna be X thirty nine." It's almost like he's making his kid a robot. That's like a robot's name. You predict the future of my his son, my son, your son, to be merged with technology in the future and have androids the cell size in the blood. Yeah, maybe he expects his son to have all the uh, robotics put on him. He's going to gear him up. Did you see so, Joe was keep asking him questions about, hey, how, when do you think this is going to happen? Like, how, what do you think uh, we're going to have full control on a human brain? When we can access the internet directly with our brain? He was uh, keep asking him these type of questions. Did you notice? Well, last time, um, Elon was alluding to something called, oh, excuse me, I don't know why I'm sneezing, something called um, Neuralink, right? Yeah. And Neuralink is. is some sort of implant that he's talking about that goes in your brain or whatever. And uh, basically, uh, now he's talking more about it. And Neuralink sounded amazing. Like he's saying the potentials for it, they can cure blindness and deafness and mobility issues and you just have like some sort of implant and oh, my god bless you what happened when <sighs> you get corona no no i i put my air conditioning unit on because it's hot i think it's dusty in here so i apologize everybody uh i don't think you sneeze from corona though it's regular coughs that's what you got to watch out for <laughs> but yeah this Neuralink sounds Sounds awesome. I mean, if if they had a Neuralink, George, right, and they were like, get this in your brain, and you can see in the dark, and like you can think twice as fast, would you get that? 
I would definitely. That sounds great, right? But it has to be safe. It has to pass the uh, the FDA. Now, did, did, did I was, was speaking with you or another friend where we were telling each other that I'm not going to get this vac- vaccine, the corona vaccine, when they come out with it? Because it's just untested. Trump pushed it on the market, and now uh, it could be too dangerous. And I'm going to let everyone around me get it, and I'm going to be the only one not getting the vaccine. Well, that's kind of anti-vaxxer mentality, though. That's not, that's not like, community-supportive. Well, that, I just want to make the Neuralink point. I wouldn't get oh, Neuralink imp- yeah, implanted in my brain if it's not te- passed by the freaking administration of the medical thing. Oh, the FDA? Yes. 100%. I'm not saying you need to be the first guy, but let's say that people have used it, it's been tested, it's working, and, you know, it's like, I'm just saying it's a, bi- it's a big move. Like, you're getting stuff put in your brain. Like computer yeah. stuff. I mean, that's crazy. Like we didn't, we never had anything like this. To even think this is a thing, it's like everyone's gonna get that if it's really badass. Definitely. Why is it crazy? In nineteen seventy, sounds weird. I'm using a mouse right now. Nineteen seventy, they came up with it. They, you couldn't even imagine. What do you mean? I have a mouse that I can move like a thing on a screen, and I can move windows, and I can click on things, and I can access, I can start programs and play games and shit. No. This is impossible. And now you're asking, you're telling me that to me Neuralink is the new mouse. Oh, I can access the internet all at once, like with all my neurons connected to the freaking internet. When I play a game, I'm going to freaking use my entire brain capacity. Oh, no, that's imp- no, it's just a mouse. Yeah, I think you're right. I think eventually people will just see it as a normal thing. They won't even think twice. But it's still, it's still odd. It's still unusual. It's like a change. It's an adjustment for sure. I mean, we've never done anything like this before. And to, and to think about that becoming normal is, is kind of peculiar. You know, like if, if I have kids now in the future, I have to think about probably in their lifetime, they're going to, you know, they're going to be half robot by the time they die. Think about how they were saying that the phone is the, uh, another limbic system Elon was mentioning that and it is like that that if the iPhone that I'm talking with you right now is just a tool and if I make it small enough to just implant it in my veins to just inject it in my blood so the phone would be traveling in my system or I'll just implant it directly into my brain somewhere you know because it's so small but in the same time, he's got all the devices on it, the GPS, the altimeter, the whatever the hell, recording devices, whatever the hell, he has everything on it. But it's yeah. in my brain. So it's not, uh, it's so small that it doesn't affect, you know, anything negatively. It passed the FDA, it passed. And with this little shit, I can talk to Adam, I can access the internet, I can get a job instantly anywhere in the world, the best job that it fits my personality. My personality is out there. I have a credit. I have a lifestyle. I have a whatever uh, I, you want to show on your Facebook thing. Page. Yeah, I, it would be cool, right? Imagine if if the, it had a recording device, so then we could just no matter where we are, I just call you with my brain, and then we just record our podcast. But we just do it anywhere we want. That oh, would be definitely sweet. I'm going to predict this, the friendship that we have now on Facebook. I think we started doing the podcast. We know each other for about a month. And I sent yeah. you an invitation on Facebook. Uh, you said, oh, fuck, I don't want to know this guy on Facebook. And maybe it's better like that. Let's not know each other on Facebook. <laughs> I, you know I don't what I mean? even use Facebook. No, no, it's better. I, I tell you. Yeah, I know. I don't use it either. I just post shit on it. So that's why if you're going to see what I post on Facebook, you're going to think I'm crazy. So better not. That. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. In the future, I see these Facebook pages that we have. They're gonna become even more personal. It's gonna be like mm, I'm gonna be connected with you. Like when I'm not gonna when I'm not gonna be connected with you on the internet. I say, oh shit, Adam is on private. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah. You know. And then you get to, you come back online. Then may, I, maybe I connect. You say, uh, yo, what's up, bro? He said, bro, I can't have a little bit of privacy. Now you added me as a Facebook friend. I fucking follow me everywhere. 
Do you think that's an issue with this type of thing? Is like we lose our privacies in a way with like all it, these technologies? It is not. No, it is not. It's just increase privacy settings. So in the privacy settings on Facebook, you, you already saw how complicated it is. It's going to become even more complicated. They are going to have more options for specific friends to give them specific privacy things. I got you. Yeah. And you're going to get even like in Black Mirror at some point. You know, now you can block someone on Facebook and they actually don't have access to your Facebook thing. You know, if that's what you do and... You know, unless they make a Facebook fake Facebook account or they go around it like a hacking thing, you can call it like a mini hacking. Right. So, yeah. So put that exponentially in the future for my daughter. My daughter, she's 12 now when she's going to be 52. I mean, just imagine what kind of computers you're going to have then. Oh, it'd be sweet. It's like a PlayStation 10 in your brain. Yeah. Imagine I like the idea. Is. I like the idea that they said that you could uh, record your memories, and then play the memory back like you were actually there. To me, that sounds like kind of like time travel, but not really. But it is. You know? That's why what we discussed earlier. Look, this is still podcast related with Elon Musk. Basically, they were talking about the same thing, Joe and uh, Elon, when. That's one reason that I'm doing this podcast or I'm putting my picture on Facebook and my stupid... Uh, you, you have an image form. When you're going to see my, my Facebook page, you're going to form yourself an image of myself. Like they were mentioning, after I'm going to be dead, everything that's going to be on Facebook is going to be like my ghost. The George Gentile ghost. Like my daughter, she's going to be looking at all the bullshit that I've done on Facebook. Like when I was happy, when I was angry, when I was stupid, when I was smart, when I did stupid, like where was he? I'm going to give her my Google Maps um, tracking. Like everywhere I went, every day, I had the GPS on me. Since this GPS was invented in 2007, I can track all this shit. Like everywhere, every moment. So she can create a history with the help of the AIs. She would just order some AI agents, build the history of George Genta. And boom, it's going to be George Genta. That's your father, you know, as the best as we can imagine him from the information that we could collect it from the internet, his the podcast that we did with Adam and his inter, uh, movies that he's done, personality that he has, and history and track records, court records, everything. He, he is your father. You know, in case I die, like a car crashes on me uh, next week. Maybe she's going to build, she can build this in the future. That's how I see it. It's kind of wow. like Ray, Ray Kurzweil. You can look him up. He wants to bring his father back. Like I'm imagining my daughter could bring me. Um, and Joe Rogan was mentioning, oh man, from all these podcasts that I've done, they can build another Joe Rogan. They can make a podcast with me being, you know, I can, he can do it. He can control uh, like a 100 clones on the internet of Joe Rogan's doing podcasts based on AIs. Oh, for the future sure. Is, the future is going to be amazing. That's, that's crazy. That would be so strange. Like if after Joe Rogan dies, they just keep the podcast going, but it's an AI that just interviews people. If it sounded exactly the same, and it was, I, I don't know. I think people would still listen to it. I think they'd be like, all right, <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? It's still going to be a fake, but the more information is out there on the internet public about this per a person, you could basically build an interview between Joe Rogan and Elon Musk at infinite amounts of times. Yeah. On the do, you think I mean, that, just... do you think anyone else has more recorded content of speaking freely, audio-wise, than Joe Rogan? Howard Stern. Who? Howard Stern. He. Oh, yeah, he has more hours, probably. That's probably true. Four hours in average, five days a week since 1985. Oh, yeah, definitely him then. So there's probably a lot of other people, maybe. But still, there's a lot, a lot of data for Joe... 
if somebody wanted to build an AI, I mean, there's thousands of hours, right? It's got to be. Definitely. He better keep his rights for the likeness and the image. He's a smart guy. He knows how to deal with this stuff. He keeps his rights because uh, his children, this is like an inheritance. His children are going to, you can make podcasts with Joe Rogan. Okay, with Joe Rogan talking, having guests talking only about monkeys. You know how the story, he has like a couple of good stories about monkeys when he was yeah. on yeah, on a TV show and he said, man, this little monkey, she's so strong. She has the arms like steel. Anyway, so then you have Joe Rogan only talking UFOs. Then you have Joe Rogan and his daughter and his kids, they're going to benefit from this podcast, this streaming that's going to be listened by who knows who, you know, with advertising in it or whatever is in it, crypto or whatever you want to put in it. And... Uh, they're going to survive. It's the nice inheritance. That's probably true. Yeah. I mean, you can almost build it like the Joe Rogan estate that his family just continue after he's gone with, with like AI podcast and an AI UFC commentator. Oh yeah. And you could do uh, AIs, these UFC guys fighting with Joe Rogan. This is, it's just going to become, dude, like a game. You're thinking it's going to be like a something virtual game. You put this Oculus Quest on your head and you just enter this game. You can spend time with Joe Rogan. I mean, we are fans of Joe Rogan. We would love to go. We can go to Joe Rogan's studio, hang out with him. He's just not the real Joe Rogan. He's a clone of Joe Rogan and a clone of Brandon Schaub and Hinchcliffe Slim Beautiful Tony. <laughs> but we're gonna. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna hang out with them. You, instead of having an Alexa, you could have your own, whoever you want, any celebrity, any person. Just like, that's your AI in your house, just chatting do, with you. Do you think that's legal? Because you're gonna be able to build this. You can build now Obama, and you can steal his voice and everything. Do you think you can have like sex with Jenna Jameson and stuff? <laughs> maybe one day they're gonna make they they're probably gonna make sex bots that are if they're smart enough you just make them look like whoever you want why not well maybe probably a long track. way off that but it's it's gonna happen somebody i think do it. i think you're gonna be tracked by some the kind japanese of, the japanese will do it first japanese they are they love it they love it they love it what did you think of Elon saying that he's selling all his possessions? That's oh, a bold a whole... move. Yeah. Why do you think um, he's doing that? He's selling Gene Williams's house. He bought that house. I thought it because he's a fan, but no. He was because it was a construction zone because the house was about to be demolished. Right. So he wanted privacy. So now mm. he's selling multiple properties <coughs> because of this... Um, because of this uh, issue that he has, he might be moving to Nevada. But you don't know that, and I don't know that. I'm just assuming. Because he has a problem with his factory, and he's building more factories in Nevada. And he had a problem now with opening Tesla. Actually, yesterday, it was a press announcement. Okay, I'm the only one they can arrest. Because... Because he opened the Tesla factory, he called all the workers on the line to start producing things because uh, against the governor of California, whatever his name is. Are they going to arrest him? Well, they could because he just disobeyed the uh, governor's order and he reopened the factory. Wow. And he also mentioned that he wanted to move to uh, move the factory to Nevada. That's right. Yeah, because they won't let him get back to work. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, California's not going to want that because they want Tesla to stay here, I'm sure. So maybe it's just a bit of a play. Maybe he's testing the waters to see if he can build some leverage, you know. And Trump came on supporting Elon. Wow. Yeah. Isn't That's that crazy. Funny? 
yeah the president's that, like i'm dude. telling you man that's the power <laughs> of joe rogan <laughs> that's the power yeah, right? of joe rogan experience well a lot of people yeah. listen to that shit mm-hmm. all right so the the i really thought the selling of the possessions thing is like he's just kind of like it's a test he felt like he has a bunch of houses he owns a bunch of shit and he's just like i don't need any of this i have lots of money i could just buy it again like let's see what it feels like to get rid of it all and it's just an interesting little kind of experiment he's running with himself but it's is not getting rid of anything why would you say that cuz you you make it look like it's a movie like it's a freaking uh, uh hinchcliffe slim beautiful tony movie she was talking about movies a lot i can't wait for you to to get on hinchcliffe Dude, th- this guy didn't has all the money in all the banks everywhere where he goes. His face is known. Everywhere he goes, I would I would give him in my house if he doesn't have where to sleep. Elon Musk comes in, I say, "Come on, Elon." Boom, he's got a place to sleep. Are you hungry? Come on, Elon. I, open I don't. The well, I don't think he's saying he's gonna like live on the street. He's just like selling all of his properties. I think he's just selling a lot of his stuff. He's just like minimizing you know, what he has. So it's kind of like less stuff to deal with, maybe. That it was, doesn't that was matter for I him. From. I mean, it's just like, it's just like, a, like you're, you're saying, oh, I'm minimizing, I'm getting rid of my, a couple of my sucks. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Well, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Talking about that factory, though, that he closed. But they you can make me were... a hero. You can say, oh, look at George, man. He gave his socks, a couple of socks. He doesn't have much, but or whatever. He's got a lot of socks. But he gave this to the poor. That worked. That's how I see it. Like Elon Musk, he got rid of the houses. <laughs> Bullshit. So he can buy houses anywhere, anytime. He can buy this whole city. If, uh, but they're not going to let him. That's the problem. The guy has so much money, you can't count it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Well, the, it, again, with the <laughs> opening up so his strong on this opening up his uh, factory again is a protest, right, against the Corona stuff. And he had some interesting things to say about Corona. He was saying the mor- mortality rate is much lower than what the World Health Organization is saying, like way, way lower. And he was also getting into, you know, what what at first sounded a bit like a conspiracy theory. Um, but turned out later to be more factual. But he's saying that hospitals have an incentive to say that you died of coronavirus, even though you came in maybe with a heart condition or something else. And that's really disturbing to hear that, I think. It is, and it's true. However, these political decisions were taken to protect the older people and the obese people, there's an extreme amount of obese people in America, there's an extreme amount of uh, old people, all voters that they are voting these elections coming up right now, very important, and they need to be protected as voters because we know which side they're going to vote. I don't know if you get this because the Republican Party and Trump is in power right now and most of the old people, the young people that vote for Obama and vote for Hillary Clinton and uh, uh, for, I don't know who's going to vote for Biden, but for whatever. It, the, the, sometimes they don't vote, younger people. So Elon is right and the guy Trump is right. They're both right. Yeah. I mean, there, there's skewy things going on. I mean, it's definitely against the constitution you know it's unconstitutional a lot of what they're doing with these with these quarantine rules for sure and they, and they they put it out like it's public safety but the constitution still exists and and the right to assemble is a real thing the right to protest and like protesters are getting arrested because they shouldn't be assembling um it, it, there's some skewy stuff going on and I, I understood where he was coming from when he was like, I don't like this. This isn't cool. I'm like, yeah, I think that, that makes sense. I'll give you another hypothetical. Trump could have said, look, the weak and the old, which this virus attacks, I'm going to put this amounts of hundreds of billions just to protect them. 
and he would hire like a lot of medical workers and a lot of the, and keep the economy running with the young people and uh, but it's very risky and messy like you don't know you make all this mess and you still lose the votes like this you just take a decision you protect the voters you uh, don't overrun the hospitals with dead people this disease actually is very bad Ila, you can say as much as you want that the people are dying they were already supposed to die and then they were both laughing this is not like really like that bro they were not really supposed to be dying if you would have a disease you're young you're looking good but you have uh, something and this bad virus came on and killed you that's i don't have to with who to do a podcast with that's not fucking funny yeah no, it's not yeah. funny. You shouldn't be laughing at that for sure. I mean, yeah. people dying sucks. Yeah. You know? Other than that, these two, they're, they're still my age. They're young boys, uh, Elon and Joe. So not, they don't think like an old guy thinks. An old guy thinks, fuck, the, I am empowered. My hospitals, they're going to be clear. I'm going to keep everybody in the house. All do I have to do is just tell the uh, feds to keep printing money. Run the printers. I don't care because the money... Think about it. If you have Elon's money, billions of dollars, you it doesn't matter. You're not going to access all this money to go and spend it and buy a planet. I don't know what you can buy with that. So you actually still have in a bank $10 million. Because you're not buying anything. You're just moving money around from funds to funds, from company to companies, from SpaceX to space underground. So... It, you have nothing so the guy printing money to run his politics is exactly what he's supposed to be doing that uh, and elon loses uh, he can oh if you don't produce you don't have how did he say that uh, help me out a little bit wait what did he say he said if you don't make things you don't have things yeah because basically that that's what he said well, listen to that, Elon. We use less things in a month. Probably I use less things. Like whatever. I don't know. People went for toilet paper. But all the other things, like you got a piece of meat. Okay, this is how much I'm going to eat in a week. And you are more careful with the food. You don't throw food, right? Were you more careful since this corona with your food? Say that again. Were you more careful since corona outbreak with your food like to not waste it to not let it uh, go bad yeah definitely definitely See? so that's savings right there i think people learn how to use less things I, yeah, I think it's a, yeah i think that's good people are cooking from home more they're spending obviously more time at home so they adjust uh there's probably you know better family time that's come out of this um i think that by doing that too when you eat at home maybe people are eating healthier people probably are thinking about their health more i know i have you know being healthy and staying healthy those things are very important um and that that's a bit of a wake-up call maybe that's a useful thing i mean because if your population gets healthier then people get less sick no matter what outbreak there is so that's a good thing. Of course. From his perspective, which I understand it, it's a corporate perspective. Is his production factory where he's making all these cars, this product needs to be ready by a certain date to be sold and the stock needs to go higher in production, next vehicle, next. For me, it's the same thing when I make a movie. I get all the actors, all the crews together. Nothing matters. As long as they are safe, it's all about consuming the cast and crew energy to the maximum to the limits but to still keep them happy and keep them going and 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 uh, pumped up until the project is done the product is done you shut down the company you say thank you to everybody and you send them home so it's all about production when it's about corporate same with these factories so it doesn't really care about spreading the disease to the old people some people die don't worry just re their replacement Boom, boom, corporate. Just keep building, keep, you know. So to him, that 
is a little bit expendable. I can understand this, but from the perspective of a human being and stepping down on the stairs from the corporate level, I would watch myself to be more, uh, with more care for people, more socialist. Maybe, may, but maybe, maybe he just is seeing that people aren't getting sick at the rate that they say, that people can safely work together, and, you know, the government's overstepping their bounds. Like, maybe, maybe he feels like there isn't a safety concern to that level, and the work can still carry on. Because, um, like he said, if we're not building things, we don't have anything. And that's true. I mean, if you run out of everything, then what the hell? It doesn't matter how many people stayed alive. You're not going to have anything. Yeah. He was actually mentioning Warren Buffett, the billionaire. He yep. was saying about him that he's boring. That, he, oh, this guy is just shuffling annual reports of the companies, their income, cash flow, and just buying stocks. Uh, boring. This is a guy who doesn't make anything. This guy makes money right now. On taking advantage of this bad economy is just making more money because the inflation is going up so he's gonna lose if he doesn't make money and that's uh, that's not producing anything what is he Warren Buffett producing right now yeah I don't I don't even really know what that guy does Hathaway he, he owns the Hathaway thing, he sells right? so he just he stops. he buys stocks buy low and sell high and sell high and he has so much stocks in the companies like for example he had so many so much stock in a, a, american airline companies all of them delta airlines southwest airlines american all of them alaska air all of them hawaii and he decided because of the coronavirus and the airplane is going to be grounded and empty he sold all his airline stock his the prices for the airline 10 percent he owned in all the airline. All the stock went down 50% right now because of him and because of what happened and how he made the accounting for them. What? He lost wow. money. He, lo he lost $2 billion in this deal. But he, I'm, I'm just giving you that this sucks. boring boring example because Elon said he's boring and this is the boring stuff. He just <laughs> went there. <laughs> he, so he that's saw what that. he does. All right. Yeah, you're right. That yeah, what well, he sorry. does I'm is talk, Dude, when I, I start talking, I can't stop. And with this week, <laughs> this is California weed, so you can't stop. Well, the Elon one was was a was a great podcast. Very interesting. Strong opinions on there, but it like really reflects what we're going through today. And I think it helps people make up their mind of what how they want to move forward with this stuff. And you know, California just announced that they are shutting down again for three more months. So. We got a long time to deal with this. It's gonna be it's gonna be something. Uh, let's move on to Tony Hinchcliffe, fourteen seventy one. You like this one? Uh, I know they were before talking we a lot about on, movies. Before we move on, so I don't feel like I wrote for nothing. We can just bypass it. I'm gonna mention a couple of things of Elon, and um, you um, tell me if he's anything catchy. He said, "Go ahead. Uh, what what's gonna happen in twenty? Thank you." What's going to happen in 25 years, uh, he was talking about the extensions that you're going to put at the neurons in your brain, then the artificial intelligence beyond a level possible to understand, you're going to be symbiotic with artificial intelligence. Uh, the, about the COVID pandemic, they're making fun, what pandemic, this and that. Uh, they were actually against the closure. Um, he ignores Twitter. That was a good one, I thought. Uh, how he is able to look at Twitter from a perspective of a god, not like a person. So, ah, it's just some guys that if I meet them face to face, they're not going to be so angry. And they're going right. to say, hey, Elon, what's up? Um, yeah, well, they were talking about reading comments, right? And like how yes. the comments were like you shouldn't pay attention to them. That's probably a good move. It's probably too depressing to read your own comments. Well, you have a lot of fans, so learn from that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, quarantine should be a choice. It was basically the young versus the old. He needed to make his company run. That's what I wrote myself in here. Make stuff or no stuff. Uh, we have so much stuff. 
I said, I don't know if that's true. Maybe soon we're going to run out of other stuff and it's going to get expensive. So Tylenol, you were saying something that Tylenol kills uh, in conjunction with alcohol and you, you can have liver, liver failure. I didn't know about that. Yeah, Tylenol is really bad for your liver. You should basically not take Tylenol ever, really. It's very, very bad for your liver, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's ibuprofen, right? In Tylenol. So you got you got to be careful with that drug. I, I mean, it's a good anti-inflammatory, but you should use it sparingly. Don't use it all the time. You know, yeah. people do. People use it all the time. They have habitual pain and inflammation, so they just always have to use it, and it's pretty brutal. I mean, it's it's it'll wear you out for sure. It wear you out. All right, let's jump on to Tony now, and um, they again they talk about the restrictions, but also that they're opening a few things. So you now we can go on trails. And I think we can go to the beach, but we can't. You can't sit on the beach. You can just kind of walk around on the beach. Um, so they are kind of opening some stuff. Uh, the hikes are opening up, which is pretty nice. There's some good hiking around LA and many, many parts of California. So that's good that they're doing that. Um, but I think I think restaurants and bars they're still going to be closed to to go to. Um, uh, and then they they talked about training. You can do some training in martial arts, but only in something called soft martial arts. So like Tai Chi or maybe other martial arts where you don't touch somebody else. You can do those, but no jujitsu, no like full contact stuff. That's still, still banned, I'm afraid. It's a real shame. I want to get back to jujitsu, man. Me? Well, I just had that moment, you know, when you were talking about karate and all this stuff. He, I think Tony Hinchcliffe, the slim and beautiful Tony, he had uh, the same kind of reaction. And he was just letting Joe talk about the karate and about the jiu-jitsu, how he's going to do this, that. And he was just saying, yeah, yeah. And you know how a podcast can go bad sometimes on portions? It was a great podcast. I love Tony Hinchcliffe, but it, can, it was on a portions. You could say you could see there was no connection between them. Yeah, well, he doesn't. Tony doesn't know shit about martial. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, he's probably never thrown a punch in his life. He's not really a fighter, so, so yeah, he just kind of not zoned out, but he just didn't have a lot to say about it. Then it was Philip Seymour Hoffman. I discovered that the slim and beautiful Hinchcliffe Tony is a big fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman. And um, then they were talking about Joe Exotic to be played by Nicolas Cage. Is that real? I, was, I couldn't really be... Like, I'd never heard that. And I, it sounds amazing. But is that really happening, you think? It was announced... If, I, if I'm a producer and I would say yes to this project anytime, Nicolas Cage is one of the uh, is one of the most talented top five actors in America today. So to to get to use this guy and he's perfect age right now, he's older. He can't wait for an opportunity like this. Joe Exotic is real. You know, all all Joe Exotic material is on YouTube. The, the real Joe Exotic uh, person that is now in jail, he filmed himself during the show. He put all his life there. All his... So for an actor like Nicolas Cage, that is a gold mine. And for me as a director, to get a project like this, to direct Nicolas Cage in the Joe Exotic movie, that would be, first of all, I would enter, I would enter a dream and I'm, when I'm finishing shooting this movie and working with Nicolas Cage on a script, on a character, and with all the other characters and with the camera people and everybody, and when I'm going to be done with this, I'm going to be 10 years older. And then you're going to ask me what happened. Say, oh, I was just in a dream. I don't know what the fuck happened. It's all on tape. It's crazy, man. It's a very big, 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 big project, something like that. It's, uh, 
Maybe you, maybe you have a lot of cold blood and you could handle something like that. To, what, what, me directing it? I'd have no idea what I was doing. It'd be a disaster. Yeah, you have to basically hold that, that movie set together, man. You have to hold Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage agents, production company, let's say Netflix, Amazon, I don't know which one is it, Amazon Prime. All these people, these are people that they're coming from down from corporations with specific requirements and you have to make everyone happy and this is mega produced from the beginning like we would produce this episode of this podcast we would pre-produce it for five months and every minute is gonna be manufactured whomever is gonna listen to this podcast they're gonna be emerged you're making one hour and a half with Nicolas Cage on Joe Exotic. We already know the story, or we already know what happened. We already seen the documentary. We don't need to see a fictional film. But the film, if it's put by an amazing director like Oliver Stone, or not Martin Scorsese, okay? Tony Hinchcliffe was talking a lot about Martin Scorsese, which I'm a big fan of Martin Scorsese, but not this uh, Irishman. Some directors are out there, we can go over the list, Is no, not the time now. That's going to make this Nicolas Cage, Joe Exotic, Amazon Prime Studios balloon keep you... I don't know if I call it balloon, why the fuck I call it a balloon, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Why, why did you not like The Irishman? Tony really liked it, he said it was great. Oh man, you just took me back in time on with Martin Scorsese and good it's like good fellas when casino retold with two old guys I would rather make a comedy with Joe Pesci and De Niro something funny instead of making this serious movie about them how they were in a mafia bro this is 2020 you can survive with Martin Scorsese. This is so 1995. I don't know if you can see the difference of the audience here. It's about selling stuff. I, I don't think this Netflix movie sold. I, I think it was overrated. And I love Martin Scorsese. Goodfellas and Casino are one of the best movies of all times. That, but they, were, they are for a different era. If I take now movies with the current audience, I can tell you so many movies that they can beat their ass of Martin Scorsese and all his everything he's done except uh, Taxi Driver uh, King of Comedy these movies are just something else that's why I'm saying he should have gone the other route he should have told Netflix look I'm gonna take De Niro and I'm gonna shoot something like King of Comedy something funny with this guy De Niro is funny make a comedy make people laugh like they were, they were talking Hinchcliffe and uh, he was mentioning uh, on Brendan Shaw actually show was mentioning uh, that he Joe watched all the Adam Sandler uh, Netflix movies comedy movies yeah Netflix, that's right he's been watching those yeah that's what I'm saying I say for Scorsese more comedy than uh, this drama all that I didn't know I couldn't watch that did you watch this uh, Irishman no I haven't I haven't watched it yet. But it's because of that reason. I'm getting like these mixed reviews and I know it's long as hell and I'm just like, ah, I can't. There's so much other shit to watch that I just, I'm not gonna, I don't know. I just, so I, you, you just have I just, I just cut your macaroni because uh, I'm a filmmaker. I know lines from Goodfellas. Do you well, think Goodfellas is a great movie. What do you mean I'm funny? I mean, funny how? I mean, I'm funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. <laughs> that's that's a great scene. That's a really good scene. There's so many good bits in that. Oh, yeah. And from uh, Casino. I mean, that's that's amazing. I remember the scene. I can't do it. Maybe I'll do it next time. Uh, if you have requests, just make a comment on uh, Adam's podcast, please, to all the listeners. If you are here with us like and uh, put uh, just i want to see five star man if we're listening here let's let's do something uh i'll do the in casino remember when that guy came and he spent all the money he gambled all the money from his family right. Nikki. 
Nikki. Okay, I'm gonna do Nikki next time. I'll prepare. Oh, on the next one, do it. Yeah, we next have, week. We have, yeah, but do it next week. We gotta we gotta wrap up here real soon. I've only got like maybe ten more minutes left here. That's what I'm saying. But what else? Uh, what else did you like about Tony's one? Uh, you were talking about food in jail, and there were a bunch of ninety uh, something percent of asymptomatics, all po COVID nineteen positive, but asymptomatic in jail. Yeah, that's right. And they were debating it was about the food. What was uh, all this uh, about? Wasn't it a meat packing plant? I thought the meat packing plant showed that they had a bunch of people that had COVID, but there was asymptomatic across the board. And, and Tony was saying that it it seems like that that wasn't true. Like, how could they all be asymptomatic? Like, maybe they were told to say that. Oh, okay. It was a uh, it was a butchery, not jail. Fine. Yeah, I missed that. Well, it, so, I yeah. think what they were saying about jail is that not many people are getting it there. And Joe's theory was because they, all the people in the jail interact all the time with each other, you know, maybe somehow they're keeping their immune system higher, something like that. Yeah, which I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, and then not that interesting. He eats a lot. He said Tony Hinchcliffe is a skinny guy, but he can eat with Joe Rogan at the table you are the best eaters he, he oh yeah yeah uh Ari Shafir can eat the most they were saying he can eat anyone under the table like as much food as anyone can imagine that's funny he can he loves he loves movies too I would love to make a movie with Hinchcliffe slim and beautiful Tony I would love that but I don't have a budget right now bro he he's he, good to to play a little guy that um he can eat a lot that he eats everything he eats so much and he takes big shits <laughs> right <laughs> yeah awesome it was you know i always like tony on there i wish i really wish that tony would come on more cuz i know him and joe are close friends and uh tony always has an interesting perspective he's like he's very clever very witty, obviously, an amazing joke writer, but he's just, he's such a, an oddball in his own right that he always has, like, a fascinating take on things, I think. Yeah, he's there in a comedy group. He's good. They were talking about the India strain of COVID-19. That's the first time I've heard about that. Oh, yeah, different strain, right? Yeah. They say something we didn't get yet. So when that's going to come on, even if you have the vaccine for this one, that's going to come the Indian COVID-19. Oh, Jesus. Who knows? It doesn't that, that we'll, we'll tackle that bridge when we get to it. Maybe that one won't come over here. Yeah. It's hard to know. It's hard to know. Uh, anyway, that's about my time for today. Um, thanks, well, as we're, always. We're, bro, we're 50 minutes in. It's much more. We have 10 more minutes for sure. You can leave people un under an hour. Yeah we, yeah, we can. If I don't have time, bro, this is all I got. I have to be done at 4.30. We got, we got six minutes. Can't I ask you about the Python story? The Python? They were talking about the Pythons that you're not allowed to sell their skin. But they are eating everything in Florida because they are like a trespassing freaking creature from brought here. It's not native from Florida, the pythons. Are they not allowed? You can, you can uh, kill the snakes, though. Look, right? man, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know Joe Rogan likes knives, right? I yep. want to fucking see a video with Joe Rogan killing a fucking python like i want a tv show joe rogan goes and kills pythons in <laughs> joe rogan kills pythons i don't know if we're gonna see that show fuck i'm pretty you must be able to hunt them though because they're everywhere over there yeah maybe someone's gonna invite him then the monkey stole a baby from the bike why was the monkey driving a bicycle i i don't know but that video is great if you haven't seen it definitely look that up a monkey is on like a is it a tiny little motorcycle? 
or a tiny little regular bike? It's a scooter. Is he pedaling? It's like, no, he's not bad. I don't know what he's doing. Like, you can't tell. It's a fucking monkey. But he's, he's using the wheels of the vehicle, and he's top, on the top of the vehicle, and then he grabs the baby. He dumps the vehicle, grabs the baby, starts dragging the baby. And a guy, Indian guy from the top of the stairs, comes out on the back and he said, No, whoa, 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 stop the monkey, stop the monkey. A woman comes. And the finally, monkey drops the baby, then he grabs the baby again, starts dragging the baby. And finally, uh, it's, uh, the baby is released. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was crazy. That's such an, like a, a crazy video. I would love to know more about what was going on there for sure. Yeah. But I don't. So, yeah, that's it, man. They were talking about the gun control and uh, some Nazis. And he was telling this kid Inchcliffe about the Nazi story. Joe told this story many times. Yeah, there, there was a lot of that, too. A lot of these things get repeated. Um, but, yeah, all in all. That's about it for today. What were you saying about people People should comment and give us five stars? Do that. That'd be great. If you guys like this, do it. That'd be nice. George would appreciate it. Right, George? Definitely. So I feel encouraged. Even one comment, one like. Hey, man, I listened to you guys to the podcast until the end, and that was great. Keep doing it. That's or awesome. Something, or stop doing it. But yeah, right. No, they, they, they probably mostly say stop doing it, but that's all right. Maybe they'd be a good one. One out of five. <laughs> one out of five is not bad. Anyway, George, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, joining us, everybody. And uh, that's it. Have a great week. Be safe out there. Thank you for having me, buddy. All right, man. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Okay. Little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead.